Oh, yeah. TGIF Let's Go Neighborhood. Sometimes you just gotta book some fantasy to plan out some wrestling, what you want it to be. This is By the Book. Come take a look. By the Book. Well, technically, you'll hear it. DC's just a fan laying out his plan. By the Book. To get you in the spirit. This is By the Book. So, hey, neighborhood, if you're feeling low, DC will save you with this podcast show. This is By the Book. By the book. Shooby doo wop. Wada. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Welcome back to By the Book. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. There's snow falling out my window, friends. Which, being winter in New England, isn't much of a surprise. But it's rather pretty. It's light. The flakes are small, which usually indicates, if I remember correctly, that it's going to snow for a while. Or is that the bigger snowflakes? I took a meteorology class once upon a time in high school. Uh, most of what I remember from it is I sat next to a person uh, named David Lawler, and I remember wanting to ask him if he was related to Jerry Lawler. And I also remember that we had to, in order to accurately tell what the temperature was, we took a mercury thermometer that was on a stick, like it was on a wooden dowel and attached to it, almost off, almost like nunchucks, and you dipped the mercury thermometer in water, and then we would go out to the little grassy knoll by where our flagpole was outside of the high school, and we would spin it around. So there'd be 10, 12 people standing outside, spinning thermometers around, and after... A minute or so, you'd look at the thermometer, and it would tell you what the temperature was. I don't remember why we had to do it that way, as opposed to, you know, just bringing a thermometer out. I guess dipping it in the water and spinning it around allowed an accurate representation of the air temperature, but it made us feel ridiculous. Uh, Either way, it is the Corona Cup, episode 8 of season two. It's exciting today because we will be halfway through the first round at the end of this episode. So I am a little worried. I've gotten between the uh, between the thoughts entering the brain, between the hot tag teams, the teams that have already gone, the teams that are left, the fact that I've uh, redacted the name so I can't see them to add that random element of surprise. I am slightly worried that somewhere along the line my math has gotten messed up. Uh, I think we're good. Today's going to be a hot tagless episode. I'm going to just go it alone today. We'll hear from Brandon or Glenn or Jeremy in future episodes. There's plenty of teams for them to discuss. Today, it's just you and me, kids. We're quite a pair. Uh, Our last episode featured such great matchups as the Thrill Seekers versus Rapongi 3K and Men on a Mission versus the Real Americans of Cesaro and Jack Swagger. Uh, We've set up some great matches. I'm ready. If you're ready, let's get ready and go. 
Our first matchup, remember, the number one and number 16 teams have already been determined. Uh, we have the Steiner Brothers. This is 90s, 80s, 90s Steiner Brothers at their peak Steiner Brotherness. Taking on the ECW tag team, the Eastern Championship Wrestling tag team of Johnny Hotbody and Tony Stetson. Uh, I remember watching them in the early days of ECW, back on my quest, so not that long ago, and wondering why a guy who looked like Johnny Hotbody was so actually good at wrestling. He was a darn good wrestler. But having said that, uh, they are just chum in the waters for the Steiner brothers. So the Steiners will advance. Hotbody and Stetson will go to the consolation round. We now enter the random teams. I have 13 names redacted, blacked out, have no idea who's on them. Let's find out who our first team is. It is the da, 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 team of Blake and Murphy. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if this tag team returned to the WWE sooner rather than later. So they were team um, NXT 2015, 2016. This is when I said that Buddy Murphy was going to be a major star. Um, he's a star. I'm half right. Um, they are known, best known as a tag team for giving us Alexa Bliss and letting Alexa Bliss become a star. Um, but I thought they were a very good team. And now that Steve Cutler's been released, uh, for better or worse, and Wesley Blake seemingly has nothing to do. He made it to the main roster, but has nothing to do. Murphy seemingly has nothing to do. Wouldn't be a bad idea to put them back together even in the short term, just to get them on TV. So we have Blake and Murphy. I enjoy that team, and they are taking on the team of uh, Road or I think it was Road Warrior and Power Warrior. This is the team from New Japan, I believe, of uh, Road Warrior Hawk and Kensuke Sasaki. Um, I remember reading about this team in PWI Magazine and being like, oh, cool, interesting. And then it was a World War Three, so 95, 96. Three-man battle royal. Hawks involved, and Kensuke Sasaki is involved. They're not a team. This is just during the WCW New Japan crossover. So Kensuke is in the battle royal. And at one point, he's almost being eliminated. And Hawk is there, and he's, and he's grabbed on to Kensuke, or Kensuke, I believe is how you pronounce his name, Sasaki. And he's going, come on, come on, Kensuke. And he's trying to pull him back into the ring. And I, as a kid, flipped out because I was like, ah, they were a team. They were, and I remember trying to explain that to a couple of my friends who looked at me like I was crazy. No, they were a team in Japan, and he's trying to save his partner. That's amazing. Um... Tough, you know, knowing that they're going to face the Steiners, there is a temptation to give it to Road Warrior Hawk so we get at least in some form or fashion an LOD versus the Steiners tag team. However, I also have to be honest, I've never seen Hawk and Kensuke as a tag team before, and I tend to go for the teams that I have seen, so I am going to give the win, for better or worse, uh, to Blake and Murphy. And so Hawk and Kensuke will take on Johnny Hotbody and Tony Stetson and dominate them 
another again, Hawk was part of Eastern Championship Wrestling, so there's a connection there uh, in the constellations. All right. Fun matchup to start. I'm, I'm excited about how this episode's going to go. Next up, we have the Wolves. I can't say that I have ever seen the Wolves wrestle. I just recently watched Eddie Edwards wrestle. I didn't get the outfit. I didn't quite understand what was happening. It looked like he was trying to be Eddie Kingston, kind of, and it really wasn't working, so I'm confused. But uh, from what I have heard, I would like the Wolves. I just never was watching a company in which the Wolves were featured. So maybe I think they're in TNA, so eventually I'd like to believe I'll get to them uh, somewhere down the line. And who are the Wolves taking on? They are taking on, this is kind of a Ring of Honor uh, matchup, TNA matchup here. They are taking on the tag team of Austin Aries and Roderick Strong. That is probably a main event 30-minute five-star match right there. The Wolves versus Aries and Strong. For all I know, my Chromebook's in front of me, so let me look it up. Uh, that's a match that happened, perhaps even at a pay-per-view. Uh, no, doesn't come doesn't come up right away. Although apparently in 2015, the Wolves versus Bobby Roode and Austin Aries, maybe that. Wow, seems like that would have happened. Anyways, I digress. Uh, that's a fantastic match, and so now I'm torn. I don't know that I've ever watched Davy Richards wrestle, the other half of the Wolves. So again, I've watched Austin Aries and I've watched Roderick Strong. I may have even seen them as a team once upon a time. However, Austin Aries follows well into the dink rule. Do I give them the win because I know who they are, even though I know that Austin Aries is a dink of all dinks? I don't think I do. So I'm going to actually go against uh, that rule I just talked about. And I'm going to give the win to the Wolves. Plus, they have a team name. That should count for something. That might be a, a little loophole in that. Like, team name uh, usually wins against not team name. So apologies to Roderick Strong, but you're teaming with a dink. Moving on. DeBaldi's. I am right in the middle of DeBaldi's era of ECW. ECW in mid-2000. Um, they are running out of talent left and right. They are trying their best with what talent they can get. Uh, and as much as I like, um, I was it Tony DeVito, who's fine. Angel's pretty good. Uh, Vic Grimes is entertaining to watch. DeBaldi's is not that very good of a team. So, you know, it's a weird sort of gimmick. Um, DeBaldi's is, but yeah, ECW, you know. It's a little sad to watch them gasping towards the finish line. Uh, and who will DeBaldi's take on? They will take on the team of Jeff Jarrett and Matt Bourne. Again, I understand that Jeremy's got some hot tags. He's got plenty of people he's going to be talking about. But this is one of those teams. Why were they mentioned? Were they not mentioned to me? Why was this not brought up? I believe I've seen them wrestle once um, in a, is it one of the things that I was watching from Amazon Prime? They had some Amazon Prime. If you ever are looking for wrestling that's not on the network, 
um, or any other wrestling streaming service. Go to Amazon Prime and type in wrestling. They have random stuff, random seasons of various promotions um, from all over the world, if I remember correctly. And I think I watched Jarrett and Board team as part of that because that was the, oh, what's his name? Billy, Billy Ray Travis, Billy Joe Travis, um, that Jeremy loves and I think is just kind of eh. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that was where I watched Jeff Jarrett and Matt Bourne. Matt Bourne is Doink the Clown, in case you don't know. Um, probably a great team, but now let's review the rules that we've talked about here. Uh, Blake and Murphy showed us that I'm going to go with a team that I've seen over a team that I've not seen. And the Wolves over Aries and Strong, A, you have the Dink rule, which doesn't qualify here. Uh, but B, a named team often can be an unnamed team. So DeBaldi's have a team name, and I've watched more of their matches than Jarrett and Board. So my apologies to those listening who liked the Jarrett and Bourne team. Feel free to send me some audio telling me how stupid I am. <clears throat> but I'm giving the win to DeBaldi's, and Jarrett and Bourne will take on Aries and Strong in, again, what would probably be a fantastic match. <clears throat> a drink of water. I did not fill up. Those of you who have been listening to DDT Wrestling, I ju we just recorded the episode in which I mentioned this cup. I did not fill up my brand new uh, DDT Wrestling DC Matthews labeled Tervis cup that I'm holding up to the camera that's not on in case you can see it somehow. Uh, didn't fill that one up. Went with the Red Sox Tervis cup because that was what was in the kitchen. All right. Next up. Oh, I love this team. Cactus Jack and Max Payne. Max Payne, a.k.a. Man Mountain Rock. Uh, this is me just discovering WCW. That's why I like this team. I'm just finding WCW. I have found wrestling on my Saturday mornings. I am 11 years old. I have to clean um, the living room every Saturday. One of my jobs, living with a uh, very regimented, slightly OCD, I love you champ, um, father. I have to dust and vacuum and clean the living room every Saturday morning. And I didn't mind because I would do it while watching WCW Worldwide, Mania, Livewire, insert whatever wrestling show was on TV. That was my Saturday mornings for years watching those shows. And so Cactus Jack and Max Payne, I believe that Max Payne was an actual rock star who was trying out wrestling kind of Max Payne in my head was kind of bad bunny. And I didn't know. I assumed he had to be. They said he was kind of, or maybe I'm thinking of man mountain rock. Um, but yeah, I remember the team of cactus Jack and Max Payne. My first exposure to Mick Foley is watching cactus Jack and Max Payne. Pretty sure. Who are they taking on? The team of Neville and Corey Graves. I feel bad for a lot of these teams. This page especially has a lot of probably very good teams that I'm just not familiar with. I did not watch. I'm not watching early enough in NXT to see the team of Neville and Graves. Again, I hope to get to it. I have so much wrestling to watch, and there's other things to watch, and I, I don't want to. There was times 
earlier in this quarantine that I was forcing myself to watch wrestling just to try to get these episodes done. And by episodes, I mean the episodes of Raw and SmackDown and what have you. So I could move on in the quest. I don't want to do that. I want to actually enjoy the wrestling I'm watching. But I do hope to get to that because I'm sure Neville and Graves would be a fantastic team. However, we go back to the... uh, I'm going with the team that I've seen. And I have a soft spot. Nostalgia, there's another rule. No, not... Yeah, there's another rule. The nostalgia generally wins. Pretty sure we had that rule in the singles tournament season one. So I'm giving the win to Cactus Jack and Max Payne over Neville and Corey Graves. Next up, I'm right. Yeah. The Hart Foundation. Now, this is not Brett and the Anvil, of course. They are number one seed, I have to believe. This is the MLW team of Brian Pillman Jr. and Davey Boy Smith Jr., and Teddy Hart. And Teddy Hart, snapshot of where we are in time, um, just got arrested again. And I, at some point, you have to believe that wrestling promoters and people are just going to be done with him. Is he talented? Sure. Sure he is. I don't particularly love him, but sure he is. Can't deny that he's talented. But you've used up all of your chances and probably then some. Um, if I... Saw it correctly, I'm pretty sure, you know, child endangerment was on uh, his rap sheet for why he got arrested. We don't know what that means. Maybe he just happened to be drunk or otherwise uh, impaired while in the company of a youngster. But either way, um, I'm going to go with the Davy Boy Pillman Hart Foundation because that is a team I can support. You add Teddy Hart into it, we're getting close to the bad guy rule here. Who is the Hart Foundation facing, you may ask? They are facing the Broserweights. Oh, oh, my goodness. This page, page 15, we got all sorts of weird rules and things to consider. This is possibly, possibly the most fascinating page of this entire tournament so far. I apologize. I kind of, there was a little like almost like a hacking sound to one of my, I don't think I hydrate enough. And so my voice gets kind of phlegmy, I suppose would be the accurate word for it. So my apologies to the listeners. I have to get better vocal habits. Um, So you've got the Hart Foundation and the Berserweights. So you've got Teddy Hart, who is uh, perhaps a bad guy, or maybe definitely a bad guy. Um, depending on you know how much of a scandal there is that I don't know about. You have Matt Riddle, who is a bad guy. Um, so you're you know you're kind of left with the I would I would love for them to sort of cancel each other out in this equation, and you're left with Pillman, Davy Boy, and Pete Dunn. And two's better than one. So I'm going to give the win to the Hart Foundation. And I'm going to make a note to make sure I know that's Davy and Pillman. Because I will often get confused. And so the Broserweights will take on Neville and Graves. And quite possibly will lose that too. Because again, you know, Matt Riddle from all reports falls in my definition under the bad guy rule. And I can't support that, especially when his character is so 
flipping dumb. Anyways, let's get. Hopefully, this is a happier matchup here. Who do we have? We have the main event mafia. Main event mafia. This is Booker T and Scott Steiner. It's a happier team. And they are taking on TNA. Scott Steiner's second appearance on this page. Uh, the main event mafia and TNA. Testin Albert. Huh. Again, one of my rules is going to be tested here because I've watched TNA. I don't care for TNA. I'm not a test guy. I'm just not. Um, I wasn't watching Impact or TNA, whatever it was called, <laughs> during the main event Mafia angle, but I have to imagine that I would have liked Booker T and Scott Steiner. But how, how rigidly do I need to follow my own rules? If I'm choosing the teams I've seen over the teams I haven't seen, if that's a rule that I have to follow steadfast, then I have to go with TNA. They both have names, so that rule doesn't apply. Um, as far as I know, Scott Steiner doesn't fall under the bad guy rule. Uh, maybe he falls under the jackass rule, but that's, again, I'm not counting that. Um, I don't want to vote for TNA, though, so... What do you do when the team you've seen you don't like and the team you haven't seen you think you would like? I don't know if I have a rule for that, but I think I have to go with the main event mafia because I just don't care for TNA. All right. The number two seed on this page is the Lucha Brothers, Phoenix and Pentagon. Who will they be facing? They will be facing. Oh, 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 my goodness. Close your eyes. Close your ojos, mis amigos. The Lucha Brothers. Phoenix, Pentagon. Put them in one corner. And put in the other corner, Jushin Thunder Liger and the Great Sasuke. You're welcome. If you know those two, we have a Lucha slash Cruiserweight slash Four Masked Wrestlers aerial bout for the ages. That is a main event caliber matchup right there to end page 15. Page 15, if I go back and rank the pages, which I don't think I will, but if I were... This is a tough page to beat. Some quality content on this page. Uh, I am going with the Lucha Brothers. A, that's a team I've seen. I don't think I ever saw the team of Sasuke and Liger. Um, but, wow, what a match that would be. So, our round two matchups for page 15. Steiners versus Blake and Murphy. I'd watch it. The Wolves versus DeBaldi's. Okay. Uh, Cactus Jack and Max Payne versus Davey Boy Smith and Brian Pillman Jr. That would be fun. And then the main event, Mafia, taking on the Lucha Brothers. Good way to end. All right, page 15. You done right by me. Let's see what page 16 has to offer. 
Uh, the number one seed here are the Funk Brothers, Terry and Dory Funk. The number 16 team, uh, again, I was clearly trying to find uh, quality teams, and I went with what I believe was called the world's cutest tag team of Candice LeRae and perhaps the worst of many bad guys, not all, uh, Mr. Joey Ryan. All we need to say is the Funk Brothers win, and it's not even close. They let Candace stand at ringside, and those two Funk Brothers from Texas beat the pants off of Mr. Joey Ryan. They make him find religion, and not just so he hopes that people stop being mean to him. Funk Brothers win. Next up, the Hollies. Oh, I love the Hollies. The super heavyweights of Hardcore and Crash Holly. Very enjoyable tag team taking on the Bollywood boys, the Hollies and the Bollies. Well, that's entertaining. Uh, and again, totally random. Didn't plan that. Um, that would be a fun match because the Bollywood boys are cruiserweights. The Hollies obviously are super heavyweights. We know this. They have a scale to prove it. Uh, I got to go with the Hollies on that one. And I like the Bollywood boys. I think they're just fine. Um, but yeah, the Hollies are going to win. Bollywood boys will be able to defeat Joey, Ryan, and Candace in the Constellations. The Rock and Roll RPMs. Jeremy, what are you doing to me, Jeremy? Why is that team not one of the teams you're going to do a hot tag about, Jeremy? I don't know who the Rock and Roll RPMs are. That's not my job. The Rock and Roll, Tommy Lane and Mike Davis. I don't know who they are. Bright colored tights and hanging bandanas. World class. The Spandex Splits. Jesus. Um, they had feuds with the Rock and Roll Express. I would assume they would. Um, they won a couple titles, including in Puerto Rico. I did not expect them to look like they look. Uh, yeah, they're both, you know, kind of bleach blonde, but they, one of them, they're both big. Like I expected them to be cruiserweights. These are bulky guys. These look like roadies more than, uh, rock and roll stars. Okay. Rock and roll RPMs. Somebody should have said something because unless they're going up against a real bad team, I can't imagine them winning. Who are they facing? Uh, Steamboat and Douglas. Ricky Steamboat and Shane Douglas. Uh, yet another team that somebody should have hot tagged in, because I don't remember that, but they're going to win. Steamboat and Douglas win. That's how you get Shane Douglas over in a DC Matthews production. You put him in against a team that I've just never really heard of, the Rock and Roll RPMs. All right, then. That's a thing. I'm already getting nervous that this episode's going to end with a whimper. Come on, random. Save me, save me. We're getting... This This helps. Shane and Vince, the McMahons, did not give them a number one or number two seed. Did think about it. Did think about it, but did not. Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon. Who are they battling? <laughs> All right, we're saved. Uh, the McMahon... Father-son team uh, are taking on the Hype Bros. Zack Ryder 
and Mojo Raleigh. Do you remember Mojo Raleigh? Is he still employed? And if so, how? Like, I understand that Bo Dallas hasn't been on TV in a while, but what are you doing with Mojo? Is he hurt? Uh, yeah, the McMahon's got to win that. No question there. Rock and roll IPM, or IPMs, rock and roll RPMs taking on the Hype Bros in the Constellations. Yeah, McMahon's win easily. The Heartthrobs, Romeo and Antonio. Uh, this happened during my lost years. I thought at first when I heard about it, I thought they were doing a Billy and Chuck gimmick again, but no, they were just, were they a metrosexual tag team? Is that even a, still a term anymore? Uh, the Heartthrobs taking on the Long Riders of Bill and Scott Irwin. I have seen them, actually. Now that I think about it, I was a little worried that I hadn't seen it, but I have watched uh, Bill and Scott Irwin. Bill Irwin, of course, as we all know, is the goon. While Bill Irwin, the goon, uh, I'm going to go with the Long Riders. They were not a bad team in World Class when I watched. They were entertaining. So... They get the win over the Heartthrobs. Who's next? Oh. Another team that could have gotten a much higher seed had they lasted longer. The Mega Bucks. Andre the Giant and Ted DiBiase. What a great team. Uh, Mega Bucks versus the Mega Powers. Uh, that is the match in which SummerSlam, in which Liz gets up on the apron, takes her skirt off. One of the most scandalous things that had happened in the WWF up until that time. Um, Andre and Ted DiBiase obviously shocked, allowing the baby faces to pick up the win. I like the Mega Bucks. They are taking on ooh, uh, Ambrose and Rollins. Oh, that's tough. All right. Let's go through our rules here. Um, I have watched both of these teams. I have seen more of Ambrose and Rollins because they were a team longer. Uh, but again, this is, I'm counting Ambrose and Rollins as the post shield team. This is not them as part of the shield. This is after the shield, after they feuded with each other, they kind of realigned and formed a team for a while. Megabucks have the team name. Pretty sure there's no super bad guys among them. I probably need to go with Ambrose and Rollins. I don't want to. I want to go with the Megabucks, but the Megabucks existed for a brief period as a tag team. Uh, Andre and DiBiase were aligned for a while, but as a tag team, short window. Maybe just that one match. Uh, so I will go reluctantly with Ambrolins, as I called them. The Mega Bucks will defeat the Heartthrobs in the Constellations. <sighs> That's a good match. All right. The last three teams are going to be great. I can feel it. I can feel it. American Alpha. Yes. I love American Alpha. One half of the greatest tag team match I've ever seen. I still say American Alpha versus The Revival, one of the if not the best tag match ever, in my opinion, taking on the Southern Boys. That'd be a great match. Southern Boys, Terry, 
No, Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong? Not Scott, Steve. That'd be a great match. Gotta go with American Alpha, though. Southern Boys, good quality team, but American Alpha, I'm sad that Jason Jordan got injured because that would have been a fantastic team to keep going. Uh, the number two seed in this is the Heavenly Bodies. Gigolo, Jimmy Del Rey, the Doctor of Desire, Tom Pritchard. Love that team. And they will be taking on and defeating the Bouncers, who I believe are Brian Malonis and the Beer City Bruiser. Again, I like that team. Uh, I think that's who the Bouncers are. Let me just make sure. The Bouncers tag team. That's Malonis and... Yeah. Uh, I will say this. Um, you know, I was affiliated with Brian Malonis uh, when we were both part of the, N the NWA, the NAI network. Um, I enjoyed him. Never met him. Never really interacted with him much, but I enjoyed him. Um, he made a post recently uh, acknowledging the fact that he has gained some significant weight and that he's working on it. And as someone who has battled and continues to battle weight issues for my entire life. I have nothing but respect and admiration for Brian Malonis. Uh, legit. Because to recognize that you have an issue is a big deal in and of itself. To post about it publicly, to take ownership of it, and to admit that you're working on it, all the respect and love in the world to Brian Malonis. I hope he gets over the hump. I hope he can slim down a bit to a weight that he feels good with. And I hope he continues to have success. I hope that Brian Malonis someday is in an NXT or an AEW um, or a New Japan ring or a WWE ring. Uh, because from all I've heard, uh, he's a legit serious dude and deserves it. So with that, I give the win to the Heavenly Bodies. Um, that would be an entertaining matchup from the promo perspective because, uh, you know, the gigolo. I love Jimmy Del Rey. I really do. But he looks like my dad. Uh, and my dad, I love him to death, ain't no gigolo. Maybe he could have been. He did brag. My dad does brag that he went with six women. He did a, like a two-week or two- or three-week jaunt through Europe. It was him and six women. Um, and he has pictures and talks about it all the time. Um, I believe him. Uh, but my dad, if he's anything like me, and he was, uh, was the safe guy. He was the, the, the gay best friend that happens to be straight. Um, so they could all safely travel and didn't have to worry. Or maybe my dad had escapades that I will read about in some diary of his after he dies. Uh, either way, I'm happy. Um, we ended kind of on a weird note. Uh, it took a little personal note, but I don't mind that. This has been an entertaining episode, and I've been happy to share it with you. We're halfway through there, folks. Our second round matchups for page 16, the Funk Brothers and the Hollies. Love that match. Got to have a stipulation. Uh, Ricky Steamboat and Shane Douglas versus the McMahons. That's very entertaining on a number of different levels. You got Shane versus Shane, for one thing. The Long Riders versus Ambrose and Rollins. Should be fun. 
and American Alpha versus the Heavenly Bodies. Also very fun. Chad Gable, Jim Cornette. Entertaining. Fun, fun. And we're only halfway done. That's the best part. There are still, uh, yeah, 16 more pages of teams. You still have the next number one seed, just to give you a teaser, the British Bulldogs. The number two seed on page 17, rated RKO. That's what we're dealing with on that page. We've still got Public Enemy. We've still got the new Midnight Express. We've still got the Ding Dongs. We've still got Styles and Christopher Daniels. We've still got the Hardys. We've still got Ring Kampf. Miles to go before we sleep. And I'm enjoying every step of the ride. And I hope you are, too. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. This chapter is closed. We're halfway through the first round. I will see you the next time we go by the book.